guys. So I, just to carry out, I have four dogs in this room. So I'm gonna make sure, I've tried to kick them out and they all looked really super cute on the sofa. So I haven't done that. Um, so hopefully they'll be quiet throughout this, um, yeah, throughout this podcast. So I thought I would share about my own recovery today, um, which is something that's quite, yeah, quite personal. Um, I feel a lot of vulnerability around it as well, but I also know that there's a lot of people who are in recovery or, you know, of some form. I mean, I remember someone saying to me, aren't we all in recovery from something? And that could be like a bad relationship, you know, um, leaving a job, you know, all this stuff, a parent dying. Um, yeah, so I thought I would talk about something because it really links into what I do now and, and my own journey. Um, so I, I, yeah, so I really... and it was a really hard adjustment um, and uh, I, I really found it hard as well I found felt buzzed um and I you know I I mean buzzed in the sense that I would just feel completely out of it from taking one of them um and then I started to like misuse cocodamol as well I I actually I sprained my back doing something and then I 
I didn't really need to take them, but I took them and I really enjoyed just being completely lethargic on the sofa and just completely out of it. So for me, it was always about oblivion and not being in the world. Um, and that's really how it went uh, for, you know, quite a long time. I, I was really good at hiding in, in that stuff. Um, uh, and I then at... 16 had my first drink and I think I drank uh, the space of like 10 alcohol pops in the space of I don't know half an hour not even joking and I I passed out um, vomited passed out you know had all this shame and remorse the next day uh, you know what it's like at 16 in your friendship group like everyone was making fun of me and it was I just thought oh but actually it felt great to kind of be completely away from myself um and I mean I suppose everyone has stories where they just had too much to drink but for me it was always that way it was rarely where I could have like one or two you know drinks and if I did I'd like really congratulate myself and be like see I don't have a problem but it felt like I don't know whether it felt like white knuckling it because sometimes I did just have one or two and call it a night but it was very rare like really really quite rare and I remember that I, I used I really started to use alcohol to anesthetize um I probably haven't said that word correctly but and yeah well basically numb myself out and um that really just took me through cycles of you know having my depression started to go into anxiety because I started to feel very anxious around you know what I was doing when I was drunk and you know where I was ending up and these were quite you know big consequences to have at quite a young age um and um yeah I mean there were people around me who were it was funny in the sense of how much I drank and you know how drunk I got on nights out and I mean, there's a certain element of being young and being able to get away with it, I suppose. It's like almost like this rite of passage, maybe particularly in the UK. Excuse me, I just sneezed. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I, I really never had a good relationship with it ever. And um, I, the, the most shattering thing for me was how I felt in myself it was the external consequences were horrific I had the mental obsession around it of you know when am I going to have my next drink I'd plan you know and and for me it was really I remember that someone sharing this with me um it was like having a whiteboard like a really noisy head and everything would be written on this whiteboard and all the stuff from the week would just be jumbled up on this whiteboard and I couldn't make sense of anything and then when I would drink it would just all just be washed away and it would be that real feeling of oh, like that kind of it's all gone now but obviously it's not gone it's it's going to come back harder and um, you know and that really I mean drinking really helped me with with men and boys it, I had an absolutely zero confidence really low self-esteem um, you know had really big body issues and it just it kind of just threw a big cloak over all of that stuff and I felt like I adopted it was almost like it was this alter ego you know people would say god you do things drunk that you would just never do sober and it wasn't even you know slight deviation of behavior it was like completely out of character and that's when the shame kind of really came in for me and started to play out big time um and the anxiety fed into like panic attacks of, you know, like 
waking up the next day and being like, oh my God, and I'm trying so hard to, um, to like be what I felt would be normal or appear normal, you know, but actually I was just retreating further and further into myself and I was using alcohol as that kind of, um, mask, um, yeah, and it really did work for, it worked for a really long time, um, in terms of keeping me, um, just cut off really and disconnected I had friends I mean I surrounded myself with people who I don't know how much in when I look back on them there was really a depth of friendship there um I don't think I was necessarily a good friend um and it's not really for me to like I know my friends did try to kind of help but they're all young doing their own thing there's not you know people don't really know about addiction and but I, I do remember my friends starting to say things like we think we might have an issue and and because you know it went in for me in my 20s it, it you know at university sometimes I drink by myself because I felt like people uh, in freshers week were just lame which is just so awful um you know I I I, um, yeah, I used to drink by myself and then I would, um, I sort of moved out and I'd drink, you know, just every weekend and it was always to like blackout. I worked in a pub which didn't help things and, um, you know, when I started getting my like first jobs, I noticed that they were actually becoming debilitating to the point where like I'd missed days at work. You know, I'd be drinking, there were days when, you know, at this point only around, I'm only 22, 23, I'm drinking the next morning to get rid of a hangover because I have so much fear. And that kind of real, like, oh, like, just even now thinking about it, it's like this real visceral fear that I'd have the next day and I would just be like, I'm just going to have to drink through it. And of course, when I did that, I would just add everything on top and then add some more you know, I'd miss exactly like go on to benders completely by myself, um, and you know, and and miss days at work, and you know, there was an element of like you're young, you know, but actually it wasn't that. It was this level of irresponsibility I had manifested in every which way of my life. I I think I had the limiting belief of I'm unlovable, I'm not worth it. So I really just perpetuated that. It, it showed in my relationship with food, my relationship with men, um, my relationship with um, money. That was a huge one. Um, and my relationship with alcohol and drugs. It was in. It was just in every facet that it could be. It was so deeply woven into me, this this idea of just... I can cope with life as long as I have these things um, because for me like feeling my feelings was really frightening and overwhelming and I, I also just felt I think for me it was about hiding and, and addiction is about hiding from pain even though actually it causes so much more pain in the end um, it was about hiding from life really it was about opting out um some people call it a slow suicide and that's definitely how i felt you know i had suicide attempts um but i felt that you know maybe drinking would just you know take me in a way because i had such bad consequences especially in the last few years i, I first uh went into um aa when i was 25 and um 
I mean, I say AA, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that just because of the uh, anonymous factor, but at the same time, it's my own anonymity. So, (laughs) Um, but, and it's also my story. So I feel like it's important to share. Um, But yeah, I went in when I was 25. I felt like there would probably, there probably was an issue and I stayed for a month and I remember having a month sober and I was overjoyed Um, and then it was my birthday the end of January because I remember it was that January and I thought oh no I can definitely have a few drinks and it was exactly the same it was complete blackout Um, it was drinking the next day I couldn't stop drinking Um, and that is the thing it is a physical it for me it starts as a mental obsession then I have the spiritual malady which I'll come on to and then I have the physical allergy to it where I, I cannot stop um once I start and um that was not the end for me unfortunately I spent the next three years trying really hard just to control it um but I had consequences where you know I stayed in hotels and I blacked out um I went down to Devon to have like a self-care retreat to myself I just lost my job indirect consequences of drinking and um I yeah I went down and I spent four days in a hotel room, drunk, by myself, crying in front of OAPs in Devon. (laughs) I laugh now, but it was absolutely horrific. Um, And that was where it really took me. I, and then I, you know, the last time I had a drink for that period of time was, um, was when I went to New York and I ended up the last um the last evenings i ended up losing uh sorry i i basically missed my two of my flights and i because i was drinking to blackout and i ended up in hospital um and that was absolutely terrifying because the the realization that i actually could die was no longer sort of just on the horizons it was very close sort of a smack in the face um i do remember like waking up in a bed and um you know, facing the wall, I'd had, I'd had, they'd given me some sort of calm, like calming drip, something was in it that was like a sedative, because obviously I couldn't calm myself down, because that's the thing, you put your, you put your nervous system under so much pressure to try and um, expel all this booze that's going around through your bloodstream, and um, so I woke up really groggy, I had this like backless gown on, and you know, I hadn't showered for like two days or three days, and I just thought, oh my God. And I was just staring at this wall thinking, I'm gonna die. And I was 27 at the time. Um, and that was like really the beginning for me. Um, I really went full, yeah, into like full throttle self, um, I don't even wanna call it self improvement, but like my recovery was, became really important to me but it was there were really hard things that came along um you know I I thought when I got sober that everything else would magically fix itself and it didn't my my eating disorder reared back up I I started to skip meals I became obsessed with Joe Wicks exercise videos no no offense Joe Wicks um and (laughs) I also developed like these insane crushes on people who were not available to me at all, you know, and almost on the point of obsession. God, when I, I feel like when I'm sharing this, it's so like, part of me is so like, ah, um, <laughs> because it feels so vulnerable, but it's also, 
you know, it's my and it's important to share this because I'm trying to say where 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 I was and where I am now and, and where I want to be. Um, but you know, it hasn't been it hasn't been a smooth ride. I've I've you know I've done a lot of work in another um, sort of field, if you like. Um, you know, I, I started looking at therapy. I, I I'm trained as a, a counselor now, and um, I. Um, but it was all there were times when it was just really painful and I think that's when I say in my previous podcast it was like I had to just start accepting the pain at first I was like oh my god this is you know this actually feels like soul destroying I don't think I can do this you know and I heard people saying you know it's not for the faint-hearted and I thought maybe my heart is just a bit too faint for this um because I just felt some stuff so immensely, you know, whether that was someone criticizing me at work, you know, someone rejecting me, um, you know, uh, trying to do things sober, like go to dinner sober, go dancing sober, all of those things, you know, were difficult. Um, and sometimes they still are. I mean, I would love to say it's been, um, you know, I, I was sober for around two and a half years and I had a relapse of, which was around eight months ago, um, of a day. Thank God it was only a day. Um, but that just shows me, you know, for me, if I get backed up into a corner, I know now that I need to do certain things to really strengthen my recovery and also I'm sharing this to say like I'm not perfect I've done a lot of work I've done a lot of spiritual work especially in the last year just due to like how I've felt you know collectively I I pick up on energy I I do have a high amount of empathy I'm not that doesn't mean that I'm Florence Nightingale I also have a whole vault of shadowy you know parts of my character that we all do and I'm constantly trying to work on that shadow stuff to try and bring it forward and accept that it's there. I mean, I've shared recently on my Instagram, this week has been tough. I've felt really low. Um, and it's been a lot of my shadow stuff. It's been a lot of my childhood stuff. It's been a lot of limiting beliefs. Um, it's been a lot of my ego of, you know, why am I not here when I'm, I, want, I want to be over there and I'm here. And that is really the crux of the problem for me is I always, always want to be somewhere that I'm not. Um, So for me, it's been about learning how to just be present in the day and to accept that difficult emotions are going to come up and I'm and I'm going to be in them for a little bit and then they will pass. Um, But and also the same with, you know, when I'm feeling good and and grateful and happy and, you know, feeling gratitude, they will also pass like everything is temporary in a way and um for me my recovery is it has just been like day by day I can't I can't like be on this podcast and say I'm going to be sober for the rest of my life because I don't know that um but I do know that I can just do the best for today um and you know have a toolbox of things that I can do for myself um as well as a support network like I cannot do this by myself it addiction is one of the most um I can't even really like put it into words. It's like a little goblin that has a lot of power sometimes and sounds really convincing and it kind of sits in the shadows of your mind. And and sometimes certain things outside make that really that voice really loud until the point it becomes like just a you know, it's like 
white noise and and it becomes so painful to sort of be in your own skin that um, you know you seek external things to try and make yourselves feel better um, I mean I don't subscribe to the notion that there's normal people and then there's addicts I think that we're all on some scale addicted to something um, and that's obviously so it's more debilitating for some people than it is for others um, you know I've seen a lot of um, I've, I've, I've seen like some friends be really kind of, or people I've met along the way that have been really obsessed with like being in a relationship or, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a relationship, but they've made it that their soul, you know, this will fix me or this house will fix me or this mortgage will fix me or this amount of money will fix me. And I've, and I definitely subscribed to that uh, notion of thought when I was younger. I thought, oh, if I just earn a certain amount of money, things will be okay. And then when I was earning that money, because my relationship with money hadn't actually changed, I was still perpetuating the same stuff. This limiting beliefs was still coming up. So I would still, you know, overspend and then um, leave myself short. I'd create some sort of chaos because I was so used to and so comfortable in that chaos. Um, and sometimes even now when I have no chaos and, and usually I don't have a lot of chaos. There isn't a lot of chaos going on around me now. I have quite a nice, peaceful life. <laughs> Oh, sorry, dogs barking. <laughs> um, but I can still somehow create that chaos. Um, you know, if it, even if it is just leaving myself short of money for the month or um, maybe trying... Like recently I was dating someone and I kind of knew it wasn't really going anywhere. Like it just... The, the, there was just a feeling, the energy there just wasn't there. And... I just, you know, that's the thing about manifesting um, is I've, you know, I've got a list of things that I would like to see in my life and a lot of them have happened because I've put the action in and I've also asked for help from the universe. That's a huge thing for me. Um, but I've also had tests. I've had people, you know, for example, men show up in my life who look who look close to what I want, but not exactly what I want. There's something, I'm not saying that in a... They must be perfect, they must look like this, they must have this qualities. It's not that, it's more of a, a feeling you get when you're in someone's company. And sometimes I've, yeah, recently with this, um, this guy, I, I continued to kind of go on dates with him when I just knew my heart wasn't in it, which is not right for him. And But then it's like, you know, there's, you have to go on a certain number of dates to, to think about, you know, whether you want to pursue this person as a, in the relationship um but yeah i i i know that's a test for me like i'm getting close to to perhaps meeting someone who's more on that um just slightly closer to what i want than maybe he was and the test is like actually saying this has been great but i think actually it's time to walk away from this and that's what i did actually today i mean it's we had a full moon yesterday it's been I thought about it and it, there was quite a lot of stuff to let go and you know rather than having it just hovering over me um but I know now that like the test is not about failing or passing them they're just there and they're, they're there to show up they show up to you to say to you are you actually in your worth this is are you willing to like sidestep this thing that kind of looks like the thing you want but you're not really sure it is the thing you want and um, you know, we do, I definitely have gone back and forth on this. I've, you know, had a crush on another unavailable man, for example, after having quite a, you know, yeah, 
um, let's hope he's not listening, lol. Um, after having quite a, sorry, after having quite a um, painful crush on someone and um, I still managed to do exactly the same thing in a way. Um, but it was a lot shorter and, and I, I sort of shut it down a lot quicker, which was, um, was, which was really great. You know, that's where the learning is. That's what we need to remember is it's not about being perfect. And, and my perfectionism can really kick me in the shins and be like, why have you not got this right? Um, but that doesn't get anyone anywhere. That just actually just fuels the shame and guilt and you just then start feeling like you're you start sort of slipping into self-destructive tendencies and I haven't weirdly been been doing that in the past eight months I've um I've really honed in on the self-care rituals and feeling um that actually even when I am in pain or I have painful emotions I know how to take care of myself today um even when it might not even feel like I want to do that like sometimes I force myself to go to an exercise class or I've been like right we're having a hot bath and a face mask I know it's not all about hot baths don't get me wrong this whole thing on Instagram about like hashtag bath you know baths are great they have a they do have a like time and place they're not going to solve everything but it's it's great to have it as a toolbox like as a part of your toolbox um so yeah for me it's really about on a daily basis connecting with the universe for journaling um I have a like little sacred space in my room where like I light a candle and I just meditate for a bit like I clear a lot of that energy out that maybe I've like picked up from a dream I've had or something that's just happened or I'm upset with something um and you know I allow my feelings to be there this isn't about spiritual bypass it's not about thinking no it's not there I'm just gonna you know I'm wholly zen now because actually that's just a repression of your anger and your resentment and it's in your sadness and that's you know whatever you repress will come back you know 10 times stronger so actually it's about accepting those feelings being there and and we're not always trying to fix them um and that's really what I offer with my clients is let's look at like how we can expand your horizons it's not about suddenly you're the you know the poster girl for the perfect life it's more about it's a life that's more in your terms and it's perfect in that way and it's and it's also having this sort of um inner knowing that you have your own back you like you always I shared yesterday about an intention I I said at the beginning of the new year of you always I always will choose myself and although there might have been points where I've mm, slightly not done that I'd say about 80% of this year I have chosen myself um whether that's remaining sober when someone has you know made me livid or um walking away from things like I walked away from a really really toxic workplace um uh I walked away from some like just bad guys that were just bad news um you know I walked away from so much um perfectionism in the terms of like you must exercise now and you can't eat that and actually I have a bit more of a a lenient um relationship with food now and my weight has been has gone up and down and I've learned to accept that like my body is changing and it changes a lot and that's okay you know it's not about having this always trying to fit push ourselves into small spaces and like make ourselves fit there because 
sometimes I think as women we're sort of told to like this is what you should be doing uh, and maybe men in a, in a different way but women it's like you should be doing this and you should this is what it should look like and uh, we kind of should all over ourselves in that sense we really do um, put so much um, uh, pressure on ourselves to to be perfect and, and the thing is is that you know perfectionism doesn't exist uh, so yeah my my work is really based in spirit you know the spiritual side of things about you know expanding our horizons looking at our belief systems raising our vibrations and also sitting in our feelings you know um and and allowing them to be there and and recognizing that they're not going to kill us um and also just having a level of self-awareness of maybe when we are doing things that we're like oh I kind of maybe shouldn't have said it like that but you but you said it and you had the awareness around where it came from and you know it isn't about trying to you know every day to live on this zen plane because that isn't going to happen um it's more about being able to feel that support from the universe and the support around you and and kind of seeing the manifestations you want in your life but also facing the challenges and and being willing to say okay this has come up or this has made me feel like this but I know that I'm going to be okay I can cope with this and that was just uh, rhetoric that I never had when I was younger I just thought oh god please nothing bad happened because I won't be able to deal with it and I said that probably to myself for a good 15 years um, but the truth is, is actually I've dealt with a lot and I've had a lot of help and, and I, especially when I started to ask for help, I received so much abundance and gratitude and in return I could, I could give that back. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to, yeah, to share my story really and for you to get to know me a bit more. Um, in the next few weeks we'll have some guests on the podcasts, which is super exciting and more details about that will follow. I'm going to be totally accountable as well and I'm deciding that I'm going to post my podcast every Friday so there'll be like a, a regular regular podcast for you to have a listen to and um, yeah as always I'm sending lots of love and I look forward to yeah to our next podcast next week okay lots of love.